Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey friends, I am so excited to share a very special interview with you guys next Monday, September 26th. I will release the podcast interview with sister Raina Alberto from the general relief society presidency. She shares so much wisdom and inspiration in our interview, and I am so excited for you guys to hear it. So come back next week and check it out this week on the podcast. I am talking about the shame blame pendulum. Let me tell you a little bit about shame. Dr. Brene Brown, the shame expert defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of being loved or belonging. Something that we have experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. It is just one of the most painful emotions that we can feel. Shame and blame are both toxic emotions. They're like poison for our bodies, our minds, and our relationships. So here's what happens when we fail at something or there's a negative event in our lives. And if it's something that causes us to lose our dignity or self-respect, we immediately feel shame. Then we get in this cycle that I call the shame blame trap, and we sort of swing back and forth from shame to blame, like a long pendulum on a grandfather clock. It feels terrible. And many times we are not able to get out of it. And we just stay stuck there with these two toxic emotions. The way to stop the cycle is with compassion. So pay attention to these two emotions. When they do come up, you need to have compassion for yourself and for others. This trap feels so terrible and it is all based in lies. It's not based in truth at all, but somehow it feels true. It feels important. It feels justified. It feels necessary, but none of those things are true because you know, what's true in the end. The only thing that is true is having compassion for yourself and for others. We have to ultimately accept our humanity and our imperfections and give ourselves grace. Okay. That's what's true. We have to focus on feelings of love, kindness, honesty, and compassion. When you are dealing with shame and blame, that's what you need to do with it. Okay, first, I want to talk a little bit more about shame in detail, and then I'll talk about blame, and then I'm going to give you guys some examples of what it looks like. You can identify if you're dealing with this in your own life. When we're feeling shame, we believe that something is wrong with us. We feel like our mistake or our failure causes us to be a less worthy human being. That's what shame is. It's a painful emotion and we feel it in our bodies, but it comes from some version of a story that we believe about ourselves. 
that we're flawed or we're worthless or we're no good or like there's something innately wrong with us. Many times shame comes up when things don't go how we wanted them to go, when life goes differently than what we planned or what we thought, how we thought it should go. When you end up getting a divorce or, you know, your life is falling apart, you experience a tragedy or a death. Let's say when something bad happens, we go into some version of shame, which is, this is my fault. I shouldn't have done this or because there's something wrong with me. That's why I did that. Or if I were a better person or more whole or more complete, I wouldn't have made this mistake. If I were a better, somehow better person, then this terrible thing wouldn't have happened. That is shame. And it feels terrible, right? But we all entertain it. Many times when we get pulled into shame, we try to get ourselves out of it by going to blame. So when we blame, instead of saying, this is my fault, blame says, this is your fault, or this is someone else's fault. Someone shouldn't have done this thing. They did wrong. They're the reason that I'm suffering. They're the reason that this thing went wrong in the world and blame feels terrible. Also, Many times we blame another person or we blame an institution outside of ourselves, or we blame an organization or a whole body of people, or even we turn to God and blame God when things go wrong in our lives and we're unhappy about it. And what I've noticed with myself and many of my clients is that when we get stuck on this shame, blame pendulum, we sort of go back and forth from shame to blame and then back to shame and then back to blame. We swing back and forth, trying to find some peace. And it's our mind's way of seeking peace or relief from this terrible feeling and it doesn't work. We just get stuck with one horrible feeling and then the other. Neither of those emotions offer us the peace that we're looking for. I have noticed that blame feels a little bit better. Somehow we can get out of that horrible, sinking, painful feeling of shame with blame. So when we start to feel shame, it can be a natural response to turn it around and push it on someone else. When we start beating ourselves up and, and just thinking we're unworthy and flawed, and this is terrible, then we might look around and look for someone else to attach blame. We might want to look for justification and we might even start building a case against another person or an organization. And sometimes it can make us feel better to find other people to agree with us, to get support from our friends or family or someone else that will see things the way we see things and agree with us that they're wrong, that we have been wronged in some way. So we might start looking for validation outside of ourselves. We might start building a case and, you know, gathering a group of people that agree with our blame story. So then we eventually start believing that it's true. And interestingly enough, we don't feel better. It doesn't help us feel better. We might feel slightly better than we did when we were in shame, but we still feel terrible and it doesn't feel any better when we blame someone else, then we feel like we've gained a little bit of power. It, it feels a little bit more powerful than being in shame. It, you might think, look, everyone agrees with me. 
I must be right. It's their fault or it's God's fault or I've been wronged. And it can feel justified when we have other people on our side and agree with us. But even though it feels like you have a little bit of power when you're blaming and when other people agree with you in the blame, I actually want to suggest that it's the opposite because if you blame someone else for whatever has happened in your life, it makes you the victim and the victim is always powerless in any situation. The reason the victim is powerless is because this problem that you have, this terrible emotion that you're feeling, if this event was caused by someone else and it's someone else's fault, then you are powerless to feel better. If that person is making you feel a certain way, then it would be that person or that organization that would make you feel better. And there's no way to go back in time and change the past or change another person. So it's important that you recognize that neither of those things are responsible. Another person or another situation is responsible for how you're feeling. You have to take your power back and take ownership for how you are feeling all the time. Okay. It really does leave you powerless when you are stuck in blame. If you say it's that person's fault or it's God's fault that you feel terrible, there's nothing you can do about it, right? You're left at their mercy. It might justify you feeling terrible, but then you still feel terrible in the end. So you just have to pay attention to how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And when you feel shame and you want to find someone to blame, remind yourself that they're both lies, shame and blame failure happens. That doesn't make you the problem. And it doesn't make you any less complete, less lovable, less amazing, or less worthy in any way. And it's also no one else's fault. And it doesn't make another person less amazing or less complete or less lovable. The truth is nothing has gone wrong. Life happens. Failures happen. Disappointment happens. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. It just means that's all part of God's plan for your life. And I know what you're thinking. You might be saying, hold on, wait a minute. You don't know what's happened in my life. You don't know what I've been through. Things are wrong here. I want you to just hang on with me. Okay. Let me give you some examples. And I want to help you figure out how to get out of the shame, blame trap. If that's where you're stuck. Okay. And the only way to do that is to really focus on having compassion, compassion for yourself and compassion for others. That's what's true is that we're all human. We are all fallible. We all mess up and we all make mistakes. We all do things that aren't in our best character. We all don't live up to our own expectations sometimes, right? That doesn't mean we're less worthy, that we're less lovable. We're all that million dollar bill. We're all worthy. We're all worth a million dollars. Doesn't matter what you do. You can't diminish your value. Okay. We're supposed to make mistakes. We're just humans having a human experience here on earth. Right. And sometimes we do that really well. 
We're just so human. I know that you may be thinking my life has really been a mess. And there are a lot of things that have gone wrong and a lot of people who've hurt me, or I've hurt a lot of people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it hasn't been exactly how it was supposed to be. That's part of the process. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do it wrong. We're still worthy. We're still capable of being amazing and doing better and really rising to be our best selves. Okay. Even when it's natural disasters and, and horrible, unexpected events happen in the world, we don't need to blame God or blame anyone. What we really need to try to do is accept what is as part of the plan and be the best version of ourselves that we can be, no matter what the situation is. We are ultimately the creators of our own feelings and our own experiences in this life. Other people cannot do that for us. No matter what events happen, they cannot create our experience. That is up to us. And there are plenty of times we're going to want to feel bad when bad things happen. We're going to want to feel sad. We're, we're going to be disappointed and hurt, but remember we are always the creator of our emotions. That's what's true. No one else is ever to blame for your experience and nothing has really ever gone wrong. I'm saying in air quotes here, it's all part of the plan, even though it's the plan we didn't know, we didn't expect, we didn't want. The truth is we're all completely awesome sometimes. And we're all just a big hot mess sometimes too. Okay. About half the time, actually. And that's all fine. That's how it's supposed to be. We're just going to keep trying, keep doing a little bit better tomorrow and try to be a little bit better every day. And other people in our lives are going to do the same thing. Hopefully they're going to just try to be a little bit better tomorrow too. All right. I want to give you a couple of examples to just sort of illustrate how this might come up in your life and how to get out of it. The first example is from my life of several years ago when I was giving a sacrament meeting talk. And it's funny. I think I've heard Jody Moore share this same experience. I guess it's common for us um, long talkers. <laughs> anyway, I was asked to speak in church probably three or four weeks before the Sunday. Um, I was asked to give a talk. And I was actually really excited about the topic. And I spent a lot of time preparing and researching and I prepared for this talk, like a term paper. Okay. And all the usual things happening at the beginning of the sacrament meeting, we had announcements and the sacrament, and then it was the youth speaker. Then it was my turn and I got up and I gave my talk and there was supposed to be another um, brother in the ward after me, but my talk went long. The bishopric member got up and said, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and have the closing song. And we're going to hear from actually it was brother filter who was supposed to speak after me. Uh, we're going to hear from brother filter next week. I immediately felt shame. My face, I could feel it got red hot. And I thought, oh my goodness, I talked the whole meeting. I didn't leave time for brother filter. I used up the whole time. It was terrible. I was so embarrassed. And I, I kept thinking, oh, this is awful. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I just felt shame come over my whole body. 
And it was my thinking that was causing it. I know I was thinking that I messed up and I was terrible and it was embarrassing, but I was causing myself a lot of shame and it did not feel good. And as we were singing the closing song, this is what was going on in my mind. And I could just feel it. Like I felt the hot feeling in my body. I felt terrible and it kept building and building. When you feel shame, where does your brain want to go next to protect you? To blame. Okay, this isn't all your fault. That youth speaker actually had a long talk. And I think they had steak business before that. And there was actually a baby blessing that day. So they were already running way behind by the time I even got up to give my talk. It wasn't totally my fault. Actually, I think it was their fault. Whoever planned that meeting, they took way too much time there. And so I sort of thought about that for a while and I tried to believe that. And I was trying to feel a little bit better. And then after the meeting, one of the bishopric members came up to me and was like, oh, your talk was so good. It's, you know, it was good that you kept talking. Everyone was really um, enjoying it. And I felt the spirit. And, um, I know one person was really, really brother filter was happy to hear that he had another week to prepare for his talk. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I was supposed to talk that long. I was actually just following the spirit and I needed to keep talking. And I had a lot to say, and it's just interesting to think about it because I can remember myself going back and forth on this shame, blame pendulum, swinging back and forth. And as soon as I tried to believe that it really wasn't my fault, then my mind came back again with, well, actually the youth speaker wasn't that long. And how could I have taken the entire rest of the meeting? Like I really did mess up. I just remember trying to find some comfort with one of those thoughts. And I would go back and forth from, oh, I'm terrible. I messed up. And then, oh, someone else really messed up. And there was just no peace. I could not get comfortable with that feeling. And it just felt terrible. And the only way I was able to get out of it was to just accept that I spoke too long. I didn't time my speech and I spoke longer than I was supposed to speak. And you know what? I have a lot to say. I think it happens with people that have a lot to say. I actually did it again. Another time it happened to me twice. I fixed the problem. And now I always time all of my talks before I give them, but I did that twice. And both times I had the same experience. I felt so awful. And it was just interesting to watch myself go back and forth from shame to blame. And now I can joke about it. My family, we call they call me the long talker and they joke that I don't have to prepare a general conference talk. Every time I'm asked to speak in church, I can laugh about it because I, I was able to accept that I just spoke long and that's okay. It's okay. I'm human. And there are a lot worse mistakes to make. And I just had to have compassion for myself. I had to remind myself, I'm still the same person that I was before I did that. Most of the time do a good job when I give a talk. And, and that time I just went way overboard. It's okay. I'm still valuable. I'm still worthy. Yeah. I was way overprepared and I talked way too long and I still love me and heavenly father still loves me. 
I was able to get to a place of peace by having compassion for myself. That's what got me off of that shame, blame pendulum. It got me to a place of acceptance and compassion and ultimately truth that I'm just a human being having a human experience. Sometimes I don't show up as the best version of myself. We all do it. And now I'm okay. When my family calls me the long talker, I I take it as a compliment. (laughs) I also had to accept that it's okay for other people to think whatever they want about me. I love me and I've got me and it's all good. If they say, wow, she talks for a really long time. She's kind of a mess. They're kind of right, right? If they think I'm great, then they're kind of right too. So it's all fine. All right. Let me give you another example. I also had something like this happen to me before. Have you ever been in a situation where you were talking about someone and you were saying something that you probably shouldn't be saying something that wasn't very kind. And I'm sure we've all been in a similar situation, right? When you're saying that thing, possibly bad mouthing them or gossiping them, the person that you're talking about comes right up to where you are and you realize that they're standing right there beside you and they overheard you, or maybe you typed a text message saying something unkind or complaining about someone and then accidentally sent it to that person. If this has happened to you, I want to remind you what it feels like. It feels like shame immediately. It feels like, oh no, you feel this scary, hot panic feeling like, oh my gosh, I want to die. This is terrible. Your brain wants to go right to blame because it'll help you jump out of that frying pan and get you into another feeling. You might immediately start thinking, well, it is true. I mean, they are kind of a mess and actually they should be a little bit different. They shouldn't be so difficult or rude, hard to deal with whatever it is you were complaining about. Do you notice that you want to jump right into blame? just to get out of that awful feeling of shame, just to justify it and make yourself feel better. Or you may even try to get a little bit of support from other people who might agree with you. Somebody else who might, you might be able to tell the situation to, who might be able to say, yeah, you're right. They really should be different. That's the shame blame pendulum. And it doesn't feel good. Neither shame or blame feels good. So if you find yourself in a situation and shame and blame, you're fighting with these toxic emotions and you're carrying them around with you. I want you to ask yourself what is true. I want you to separate out the facts from the story that you're telling yourself about the situation and what is true. Maybe the truth is you really were talking badly about someone. Maybe you really were gossiping and that's not who you want to be. That's not very loving. That's not kind. And it's definitely not you showing up as the best version of yourself. And that's okay. Sometimes we're not our best, right? But you're still good. You're still worthy. You're still a good person. Okay. Yeah. That's why it doesn't feel good because it's out of alignment from who you really are. You really are a good, worthy human being. We all are. 
and you're still worthy of love. And you need to remind yourself of that. Sometimes we all have to remind ourselves, especially when we don't show up as the best version of ourselves, we have to go back to what is true. And that is that we're all just human beings living the human existence. And some days we're just really cruddy, you know, and some days we're amazing, but we have to be able to have love and compassion for ourselves on both of those days and for other people. Some days, other people in our lives are amazing. And some days other people are just really cruddy. We're all just doing our best. We're all the complete package, right? And that means we're half and half. So if you're stuck in this pendulum and you're feeling awful, the way out is compassion for yourself and for others to remind yourself that nothing has really gone wrong. It was always meant to be this way, that life is for experiencing. And to do that, we have to get out there. And that means making mistakes. That means not showing up as our best self. That's all part of the experience. And everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. And when bad or even terrible things happen in our lives, we have to have compassion for ourselves and for other people. And we have to find a way to love and accept ourselves, even when we're flawed and imperfect. And we have to find a way to have that same love and compassion and acceptance for other people because they're flawed too. We all are. Many times we just have to accept that whatever has happened, if it were a natural disaster or a tragedy that just happened, that is God's will. And even when we don't understand it, we're really just a bunch of messy humans down here doing the best that we can on earth. Okay. And it's messy and we don't always do a really good job of being the best version of ourselves, but sometimes we do. And there's so much goodness and joy and peace and happiness available to us in this life. And I think the way to enjoy more of it is through love and compassion for ourselves and for other people. And especially for all of you friends that are dealing with a difficult marriage or going through separation or divorce, and your life is really changing in ways that you didn't expect or plan on or want. There's so many opportunities to fall into that shame, blame pendulum. Don't let yourself get stuck there. Y'all there is no peace there. I want to help you get out of that. Don't let it steal your joy. Okay. Don't focus on the negative and focus on what's gone wrong and what's bad. I want you to have compassion for yourself and for others and really focus on the good things in your life and everything that you have to be grateful for and find joy in and showing up as the best version of yourself in whatever situations you're given. That's how you're going to find more peace and joy and happiness in your life. And I would love to help you do that. If any of you guys are stuck in dealing with the shame, blame trap, I'd love to help you get out of it. Um, go to my website, jenzingmark.com, schedule an appointment to come and chat with me. I'd love to help you with this. There is so much relief available for you if you're stuck in this. So have a great week, friends. Thanks so much for all of your support and give me a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. Bye y'all. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? 
there is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.